Hi, I'm Justin. Also, I hate the way my voice sounds, so if you can like do whatever Photoshop does to voices, make me sound awesome. And this is my lovely friend. The beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And it's just about getting into the seat of being the beholder. Haley. I don't think you have to be particularly perceptive. I just think you have to look up. This podcast is mostly just her telling me stories. If you expose yourself to the possibility that this might be really awkward, there, there could be something just really cool on the other side of it. She thinks that her life and way of looking at things are... Oh, I thought I was kind of waiting on you. I thought you were getting your stuff ready. You're waiting on me? Pretty normal. You got to edit out all the misinformation about the Amish. Maybe you can relate. I would like a chance to re-sing the Amish paradise. <laughs> if you want lighthearted stories... All right, you want to talk about goats? And stream of consciousness... I just woke up and needed some friends, and so I bought them. Then you're gonna like the Sunny Side Up podcast. Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up. So, if you're at all like me, you may feel that you're living in a world that can be a bit overwhelming and confusing at times. I'm also a huge fan of podcasts, documentaries, docudrama stories, and of just information in general. Between all of that, and the social media and news, sometimes our brains can feel like they're on overload. Haley and I hope that this podcast can be something of an anecdote to all of that, like little jello shots of joy and distraction. None of it is too serious or really too informative. Mostly it's just two friends who have conversational chemistry talking about whatever enters the minds of relatively ADHD people. We hope you enjoy. Uh, reminds me of that, what was that one song, I Love the Way You Lie? Um, I think that was like an Eminem and Rihanna song. Oh, yeah. We should probably have another episode of me and you trying to sing songs that we don't know. <laughs> I love the way you lie. I really don't remember. The lyrics, I remember, were pretty intense. Um, yeah, that was the one where She's he... burning. You're right. going to stand there and watch me burn. Yeah. But that's different from the one with the monster under the bed, which would have no, gone well. That's the same one. Oh, is it? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't think so. The, there's a, the one with the monster under bed because it always makes me like kind of scratch my ankles to make sure they're covered. And I don't know why mm. that that is that is the thing when you're very protective of your ankles. Well, like that. yeah, like ghost stories and bedtime stories and everything. You don't want like the covers tucked in all around you. Make sure absolutely everything is secured. Yeah, uh, I just the ankles just feel like a part of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, they technically are a part of Like, your have body. you ever had a turtle get loose in your car and mm -hmm. you're wearing flip-flops or something yes. and you're kind of afraid that of it's going to scratch on your ankles? Yeah. No, that happens at least every other week. I have a turtle get loose in the car and then it's a whole lot of thinking about, you know, what could happen to my toes and ankles. It's um, only after it does happen that you become hyper aware uh, that it could happen again. Mm -hmm. But to those of us who have had... A turtle or a frog or one of those jumping spiders get loose in your car mm -hmm. with your ankles exposed and you just know it's going to go up a pants leg. Yeah. Like, now, I will say uh, anything up the pants leg uh, that doesn't belong like a rodent or uh, insect, that is that is a, a certified bad day. Yes. Bad My great-grandfather, one of our classic family stories, he had company over to their house in Fort White, where we are both <laughs> both, both claiming some, right. some childhood memories from that little town. But 
He's entertaining people in the house, and a mouse mm. runs across the floor and darts up his pants leg. But so as not to um, off-put the company, he just casually crosses his leg and s- grabs his pants with his hand and like squeezes the mouse and holds it in a um, in a in a grip. Until it with his, with his, I don't know if he killed it. I don't think. I don't know if he squeezed it to death, but he at least held it there in his pants leg with his hands until the company left, and he could like quietly uh, get the mouse out of his pants. Perhaps it's growing up here in that story mm. that makes me a little more concerned about yeah. whether my ankles are covered when things might be crawling around or trying to grab them. But yeah. I thought every kid was a little concerned about what might be under their bed, like. Mm-hmm. You didn't ever try to like leap across the bed to the wall to turn the lights on so that I, your feet did didn't have, have to hit the no, floor. No, no, that's fair. I think I did have the in the closet and under the bed. I don't know where that comes from because uh, because that seems universal. But it might be the turtles crawling around the floorboard of your car. Right. That, that gives rise to, to what could be under your bed if that's in your smart. car. What could be? Yeah, it's a str- it's, there is a straight line between those two. Certainly. Right. Um, <laughs> I um. Yeah, no, that is a good point. I wonder, oh, so think of like cultures, the more ancient cultures in like India, Africa, South America, whatever, bef- that just slept like on like little straw mats right against the dirt. Yeah, much safer. I know. I wonder like where where are the, I guess the monsters just like live in the woods, which genuinely they probably do. Um, That's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Where do their monsters hide? I'll have to, if I were to interview like an indigenous person i'll be like all right monsters what were your childhood fears right yeah the if they tell me something like oh poisonous snake or something i'm like no no like do you know about monsters under the bed it's going to be a whole long very confusing discussion when i explain to them about this bed with like a mattress a new thing they should be afraid of (laughs) yes the floor i'm sure they'll really understand what i'm talking about and they may have no fear whatsoever because the indigenous cultures, like I'm watching Planet Earth, right? And there's these these tribes, and they make little platforms in the very tops of these trees that are a good bit taller than the trees that we have here. So you're talking mm-hmm. about like a a small platform, f- forty or fifty or sixty feet in the air, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's where they and their children are just like bedding down for the night. So a monster is the least of their yeah. concerns in yeah. a in a neighborhood where you got poison dart frogs mm-hmm. and, and ants that can tote you off yes uh, like a whole army of them that's what i'm saying then maybe the monster under the bed is the least of their concerns they'll be like yeah no monsters climbing this tree to get me out of this platform that i sleep on 70 feet in the air every right. night which is because they know for them it could be that there are monsters down there but they're like we've gone so far up the tree that even the monsters are scared to go up this tall yeah this high i like that that's you just actually, have to go to the worst place so that no monster, even the worst mm. monsters are not willing to go to the place that you call home. Mm, I like that. By the way, do you think monsters, I never thought about this before, with bunk beds, but do you feel like, I mean, that's our like Western civilization version of living 75 feet up in a tree. Do you feel like when you're on the top bunk of a bunk bed, there's as much worry about the monster being directly under you? No, because there is another sibling between you and the monster. It's the whole I only have to outrun you situation with the bear. Fair. Um, I was the top bunk sibling. Ah. Yeah. So a lot of not worrying about monsters. He, I was, he, she was going to, (laughs) she was going to be taken first. She was bait. Yeah. Let me know how that works out down there. I like that. Unless it's a flying monster, in which case I didn't 
think that through very well. I mean, yeah, there's, when it comes to monsters, there's, there's a lot of, they have a lot of range. And they're monsters. (laughs) (laughs) So... The pickup line, like not all bad things coming out of the courthouse. That makes it sound like it's a, it's a drag to be in there, but there's a lot of good. There's the, um, you know, the helpful farming tips. But one of the ladies I worked with in a courthouse, she gave me a signed book. Mm. It was just a novel that was written. Uh, a man had written a novel about the kind of work that we do, which is kind of an obscure area to be writing about in the first place but it was interesting to us as she gave it to me and it was signed which is my love language signed Mm. signed books are my love language okay but i'm reading the book and i open it up and i see that the editor of the book was a college professor that i had when i went to the university of alabama for just a hot minute and look at you this the the professor that I had who had nothing to do with this career field okay. by the way it was like not related at all he was an English professor and is I do not work in an English career yeah. but he was the one who edited the book felt very circle of life yeah like look at all these parts coming back around I didn't know if he would remember me because I was not there very long but I s- dropped him an email and he pretended like he remembered me mm. Mm. I like that yeah you're memorable uh somewhat yeah but I a good signed you. book, either way. I was pretty excited to have it. I think yeah. books in general are probably my love language. Really? Is it just, I mean, it's because you're, you know, for, I don't know if the, the listeners to this uh, are aware of this, but you're former, men, former Mensa uh, member. So, I mean. Subtle flex. Subtle flex. <laughs> I don't even know how subtle that is. That's like serious flex. No, I think that they are much more accepting than most people would assume. Like if <laughs> you mail so them beautiful. a check for membership, they did not do much vetting of the application. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to know if there were any membership benefits or any coupons or yeah. significant discounts. Um, Available not- like in the outside world or to like. To smart people things. Benner, yeah, like you join a club and sometimes it'll come with a t-shirt or a discount card or yeah. some something. Yeah. And no, not so much. So I didn't get, renew my membership. You should get a percentage off of like certain board games that are like super strategy oriented The or Mensa certified games. And they may, through their gift shop or something, they may offer it. But mm. the main thing I saw was a discount on car insurance and I was already pegged out on the number of discounts yeah. that the car insurance would accept. I wonder so I if Mensa stuck. people get into more or less accidents than those of us that are dumber. Uh, we sit there and overthink it till we're pummeled at the four-way stops. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that would be a good question. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a study conducted that looks that deeply into well, in, in, car accident in, statistics? Uh, totally unproven and mildly racist, but I think funny uh, lure, lore. There's this, there's this uh, idea that Asian folk here in America get into, like, not into like the really bad accidents, but just into more frequent accidents. And the idea is, because I, I remember uh, harassing a couple Asian folks about this and asking them, I pretended like I believed it, which I don't know if I believe it or not. I just heard it. Uh, but I pretend like I believe it. And their answer was, yes, we do. But it's because we get confused by all of the options. L- literally, to your point, of like, there's too many things going on. And so they're like, they overanalyze. And then like, ah, bam. And then like, you know, whatever. 
Um, Relatable. Which makes me, right, <laughs> which makes me so happy in a weird way. I'm not. I'm not. I don't so, want anybody to get into yeah. an accident. But just like the like if it's just a minor fender bender, but it's because you're really smart and you're overanalyzing things versus <laughs> like those of us that just have less brain power. We're like, okay, it's gonna point it in the direction, and then like hopefully your guardian angel carries you through the intersection without too much contact, which is how I. I mean, that's how I drive. But I, I think that's probably a metaphor for life in general. And that, like, Harry Truman, I think, was the president who said, see students run the world, or the world is run by see students. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's probably because the, the real brainiacs are out there overthinking, afraid to take a step because they've calculated mm. the risks or, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. Well, see students, let's face it, uh, the, the kids easily get A's. Like, life comes so easy, there's not enough struggle or, or whatever, so they have to have a lot of intrinsic motivation, back to this intrinsic motivation idea. I think the kids that are getting C's, they're probably D to F students who are putting their heart and soul in and struggling to get a C, and that is why they're a self-selecting sample of like, okay, this kid is working as hard as he or she can to get that C, and it's just going to outwork the, like the smarty pants who everything just comes easily to. Um, that's what I've. That's what I found. That elbow in my grease sense of study is what's getting you. I don't know. Uh, the C students in my life were naturally as intelligent as the others. They just inherently understood that not everything matters. That's so fair. So they put their resources mm. into the things that they valued. Mm. And had a better time than a lot of the A, a and uh, the struggling students. Wow. I mean, the the A students and those that were like working super hard, mm-hmm. and they they just made it count. I the, love that. Yeah, less effort. Yeah. Equal or further distance. Yeah, I like that. It's sort of like the idea. Uh, I think Donald Trump was a believer in like don't work out too hard and stuff which i personally subscribe to not because of donald trump (laughs) to be super clear but his idea was like working out or expending a lot of energy on stuff shortens your life so like reserve your energy for the things you really care about which in his case is like i would uh, like to know himself (laughs) right well his, his is like he i think he likes mcdonald's buying large buildings and doing uh, uh, what are the what are those re- the, sh- the reality shows? Yeah, doing reality shows, and so like that's where you, he saves his energy for. So uh, yeah, he may have a little bit of a tummy, but um, that's okay. Because look how well he has he's, done. Yeah, buying big buildings and yeah, and he's got a super cool hairstyle. You know, so I mean he he's kind of he's kind of got the whole. Thing. <laughs> what kind of pickup lines would he bring to the table oh my gosh a donald trump pickup line. oh no we already kind of know what they are they were all over the media okay fair. how to how to grab women you don't need pickup lines when you just have brute force that's that's fair that's fair um but you know maybe yes anyways i think i'm gonna avoid that whole topic i just felt like a i almost stepped in a landmine and i went right around it. i just had to know where you were going with donald trump advice i was like which <laughs> nugget are we are we There's chasing so right now <laughs> I need yes. to know. what should i incorporate into my <laughs> world view here uh, use donald trump's advice sparingly as would be my recommendation 
Yeah. I think Donald Trump, uh, Trump's advice mostly works for Donald Trump. That would be my guess. I would, uh, that would be my guess. I think that all of the um, subcontractors that helped to renovate his buildings and build his buildings would never got paid for their labor would also agree with you that Donald Trump's advice works for Donald Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> Buy my courses so that I can get rich and... Uh, like the little asterisk at the very bottom, if you read closely, is like it, but don't follow it yourself. Yeah, yeah, this is probably probably true. So true. Yeah. Hello, lovely friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it would mean the world if you would tell other people about this podcast and maybe even spam your social media accounts with just how much you're enjoying it. If you are, of course. Also, commenting and rating us on whatever platform you're downloading or streaming from is incredibly helpful to a little startup podcast like this one. On the other hand, if you are dissatisfied with your listening experience, please leave all of that hate on someone else's podcast, just maybe to confuse them a little bit, right? But most of all, we hope you keep looking up and looking for the sunny side of life.